Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. My show, the Talk to Q Radio Show, it's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Cool. Oliver here. Cool. Well, thank you for having cool. me on your show. Cool. So awesome to cool. be here with you and all your listeners. Cool. Okay, I ain't saying you don't screw. Screw is cool. Oh my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what cool. I meant. Mean. <laughs> You know, we need more shows like this because people need as much relationship help out here as they can get. I was told that I was a man leader. Well, I am pro-woman, but I'm not anti-woman. I know the value of a good man. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again. Another edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we're talking sex. It's been a minute since uh, December of 2015, as a matter of fact, since we've had our last Let's Talk About Sex installment. But we'll get into it tonight. But first, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, 
then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 714 out of 750 starts right after these messages. From a pimp's perspective, featuring Eminem, make sure you're tuning in live exclusively on The Crystal Show. What up, Chris? What up, Radio World? It's your boy Eminem, a.k.a. My Mind. Yeah, money maker, the whole breaker. Yeah, mister, she get laid, I get paid, motherfucker. You know, I'm the face that's never sad. Sweetie, I'm the dad you never hate. When times are rough and things are tough, sugar don't think too hard. There's always mother makers credit on. So sit back and listen to my directive as I give you this real shit from a pimp's perspective. Mm, give it to me, daddy. I laugh every time I hear that commercial. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com. Search for A Pimp's Perspective on that site, or you can go to YouTube and, um, and listen to my man Eminem. Show legend is uh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious, and it's, uh, it's never outdated. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number. To the phone lines I go. To the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. We welcome on the man in black making his way to the ring. What's up, Buck? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, man. How you doing? All right. Well, I will go way farther north of you to the 517 area code, the outskirts of the Motor City of Detroit. We welcome on the Chris, what's going on with you? Thank you. How are you? I am outstanding. Glad to have you on. And before we get into our main topic, of course, since we have Crystal here, that means that it's time to get crystallized. Cue theme music here. That isn't playing. It's time to get crystallized. All right. Well, first of all, I am Crystal Hickerson, and here is Talk to Q's What's Trending Report, brought to you by GetCrystallized.net. Well, Unfortunately, Usher is in my top <laughs> top news report. Okay, if you haven't heard, Usher has given a woman herpes, and she's suing him for, at first, it was $10 million, then it was $20 million, and guess what? Now it's $40 million. Yeah, mm. you heard me right. <laughs> the woman is still unnamed. Um, this happened over the weekend, Saturday, uh, which was uh, July 22nd. Uh, she found out this unnamed woman who is under the court as Jane Doe. Um, she found out her results after spending a beautiful time with Usher that she um, contracted herpes from the singer 
allegedly. <laughs> According to Jane Doe, uh, during her first intimate encounter with Usher in mid-April, they consented to oral sex and intercourse and did so with a condom. So they were very safe, which is great. On April 28th, she and the singer hooked up again, which, of course, you got to do with Usher. This time, she traveled to New Orleans to be with him while he performed in, at the city's annual Jazz and Heritage Festival. It was during that trip that she and him allegedly had unprotected sex. Bad news, kids. Always got to protect. Meanwhile, as they reported, Usher may face actually additional lawsuits in the coming weeks with celebrity lawyer Lisa Bloom because other women, of course, have come out to say, well, hey, I had sex with Usher. Maybe I have herpes too as well. (laughs) Well, it seems like Usher should have had his friend Ramon talk to him before he had unprotected sex. Let's go to Ramon for the report. Okay, I guess I can do that. Um, tell Victor that Ramon, the fella he met about a week ago, tell him that um, Ramon went to the clinic today, and I found out that I have um, Creeper Simplex 10. And I think Victor should go check himself out with his physician to make sure everything is fine before things start falling off on the man. Oh, man. Oh, perhaps you better tell him that. You know, I think that would be best. would be best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I could not. That. That's awesome. Wow. So, needless to say, um, she oh got it bad. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, you know what? The first thing I thought of when I heard this story is, why the hell didn't I sleep with some nasty ass motherfucker and get herpes so I can sue for forty million dollars? Why does everything happen to me <laughs> or not happen to me? <laughs> you know? I mean, how many ignorant. Nasty ass motherfuckers have I slept with, and I never was able to sue. So anyway, uh, Jane Doe may just get a payday. <laughs> wow! Wow! So, okay. So sad. Well, it really is. It really is. It made you think about his songs. I mean, you know, "Let It Burn." It makes you wonder what else he has. I know. <laughs> Let it burn. <laughs> it's so hilarious. I feel for him, though. I really do. Well, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Well, not really, but sort of. I mean, because he did have unprotected sex, you know. So I don't know how that determination happens where you have sex with someone the first time and you go, okay, well, let me use the rubber. And nothing happened after the rubber, so I guess I can go ahead and have sex with her without the rubber. Everything should be fine, right? Yeah? Right. <laughs> okay. Speaking Speaking of how everything should be fine. O.J. Simpson is free. Okay, cue the applause. But as of (laughs) October 1st, O.J. Simpson is free. A Nevada parole board unanimously, unanimously, if you didn't catch that, granted O.J. Simpson early release from the Love Lock. I love that for Correctional Center. Love Lock. That's amazing that that's a name. But anyway, the former football star... (laughs) could be free as soon as October the 1st. Simpson, who is 70 years old, but he looked fabulous, has served nine years of a nine- to 
33-year prison sentence for the 2007 armed robbery and kidnapping in Las Vegas. He appeared before the four-member Nevada parole boy via a video link. But let's go to ABC News for the report. O.J. Simpson, soon to be a free man, sitting before the parole board today as millions watched and studied his walk into that room and his every answer. Simpson had been serving up to a 33-year sentence for that armed robbery in Las Vegas. Four parole commissioners asking the questions and one by one, then voting to grant parole. The final commissioner right here. Mr. Simpson, I do vote to grant parole when eligible, and that will conclude this hearing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as you can see, several thank yous from O.J. Simpson sitting at that table. Tonight, as Americans studied his answers, many had wondered how contrite would O.J. Simpson be. And some of what he said today did make immediate headlines. O.J. Simpson, now 70, walking into that hearing room, slimmed down, relaxed, and easing into that seat. And Mr. Simpson, will you please give me your NDOC number for the record? 1027-820. That you are currently, well, very recently turned 90 years old. 90. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you look great for 90. <laughs> How about we take two decades off and call you 70? In answering why he robbed his friend, memorabilia collector Bruce Vermong and another man in 2007, Simpson seemed to relitigate the 10-year-old crime with a flash of anger. So you believe that the property was yours? Simpson making a point of saying he took courses in prison called alternative to violence. I basically have spent a conflict-free life. You know, I, I'm not a guy that ever got in the fights on the street and uh, with the public and everybody. So Simpson actually said he had a conflict-free life. Did he forget about the 90s? I mean, I know some of us try to forget about the 90s, but did he truly forget <laughs> What the fuck? I think he had a little bit of conflict, you know, um, something about his wife um, being murdered. I don't know. (laughs) So, anyway, Simpson is free. I mean, a lot of people had a lot to say about it. They had a lot to say about the fact that they felt that he should have stayed in jail forever. But we all had to realize that Simpson was in jail because of, you know, stealing his his own stuff, basically. And he was, you know, kind of set up in a way. But um, but he was not convicted for the murders. He was acquitted, you know. As we all know, the glove didn't fit. So, um, so he was Mr. acquitted Quit. for those murders. <laughs> right. So, um, so he wasn't in jail for that. So he did his time, and he was a good model citizen, um, you know, Conscript or whatever. Prisoner. There you go. And so so he was let out and everything was all legal and everything. So I don't know. Do you think he's a danger to society at this point? I don't know. He's 70 years old or maybe 90. We don't know. But he did look great. I don't know if you guys saw the video, but he looked fabulous. He had lost weight. You know, he looked great. Yeah, I, I, he did look like he was in, in pretty good shape. And uh, I don't know if he still, you know, he was, uh, what, 46 years old when he got accused of of, of killing uh, Goldman and, and Brown. 
Um, yeah. He's not in that type of shape, so I'm guessing he could probably kill just one person now. I don't know about two, uh, <laughs> but he's still in good shape. Well, I mean, so yeah, he is in good shape for his age, for him being 70 years old. But at the same time, I mean, I mean, OJ, you know, he's really, you know, he's got to be on the straight and narrow. In all honesty, I mean, he he's got to stay out of the limelight for a while, um, probably forever. Um, so, oh yeah, you know, if I'm gonna, OJ, you know, as soon as October first gets here, I'm getting on the first thing going to Europe. <laughs> well. First of all, if you know OJ, South America, somewhere. If you know OJ, like we all do, he's going to have a party. It's going to be in Vegas, and it's going to be, you know, the shit. <laughs> oh, we all know that's going to happen. Um, but anyway, speaking of the shit, Justin Bieber is back in the news as he always uh, is. But this time he's back in the news because he has been on tour for about two years uh, promoting his newest album. And he has decided, after having only 15 dates left, but it's a long tour, it was two years, after 15 dates left, he decided, you know what, I'm done. (laughs) I'm totally out of here. He says that the reason why he decided to cancel his tour is because he is feeling depressed, he um, is exhausted, he's just tired, and he can't do it anymore. The 23-year-old singer also said he needed to get some time off so he can go ride his bikes, you know, maybe do some hiking, and basically relax. Of course, over the weekend, he was spotted relaxing with um, a very beautiful brunette model in the hills of L.A., so he is starting his relaxation. Now, of course, the fans are very, very upset because these fans have had these tickets for literally two years. And people don't understand why he's stopping. It's just a few more dates. But the thing is, a report from Down Under um, suggests that Bieber is feeling so good about life that he wants to share that good feeling with others, and he wants to actually start his own church Elle magazine cited a world exclusive, Down Under Under is a magazine, of course, in Australia. The Australia Today show said that the real reason Bieber decided to end his tour is that he wants to reconnect with his faith and that he wants to... You've had to cancel the tour, man? Is everything okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) You've had to cancel the tour, man. Is everything okay? Or yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just had enough of being on the road, or. I've been on tour Yeah, that's a long stretch, right? Yeah, yeah. You're looking forward to uh, some downtime. Yeah, just resting, getting some relaxation. I'm gonna ride the bike. Nice. Any message for the fans? Uh, I love you guys. I think you guys are awesome. <clears throat> Sorry for anybody who feels like um, disappointed or betrayed. It's not my, my heart or anything. And uh, have a blessed day. Yes. Have a blessed day. <laughs> First of all, I hate that phrase. I totally hate it. Um, have a blessed day. How are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. Okay, whatever. Fuck ass. Um, and, you know, to tell his fans that, you know, so I'm sorry you bought these tickets like two years ago. I don't give a shit. Have a blessed day. 
What the fuck is that? It's, have a blessed day. And I don't know if it's just me. It's like saying fuck you in a very nice, godly way. Am I the only one? Yes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. And lastly, I have to mention, of course, Detroit, the movie. Detroit. Um, Detroit is a movie that is um, based on, it's a period crime drama filmed, directed by Catherine Bigelow and written by Mark Bowl. Based on the Algiers Motel incident during Detroit's 1967 12th Street riot, it is being released to commemorate the 50th anniversary of that event. The film stars John Boyega, and remember, you all know him. He's an English actor of Star Wars, The Last Jedi fame. Will Poulter of The Reverend, uh, and, we're, and We're the Millers fame, which was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> Algie Smith, Jason Mitchell, John Krasinski, and, of course, Anthony Mackie of Captain America, Hurt Locker, and, of course, Spike Lee's She Hate Me, which was horrible, actually. I hate that movie. She hate me. But anyway, we all know Anthony Mackie. So it's a really, it actually is it's, it's deemed to be a really great movie. Um, the film is going to premiere July 25th, um, and it will be released in the United States for everyone else to see August the 4th. And, of course, it's going to be premiered here in Detroit. The plot of the film is a police raid in Detroit in 1967 results in a days-long riot. Now, they want everybody to know it wasn't like this huge thing, but it was kind of an uprising or whatever for blacks in Detroit. The story is centered around the Algiers Motel incident, which occurred in Detroit on July 25, 1967, during the racially charged 12th Street riot and involved the death of three black men and the beatings of nine other people, which is seven black men and two white women. Currently, Rotten Tomatoes has given this film an approval of 100%. However, it hasn't even been seen really yet, um, except by the critics, of course. So we'll see. We'll see how good it is. But it is an important movie, whether you see it at the movies or whether you see it at home. You know, these are one of these types of movies that you definitely want to watch, whether you're black or white, it doesn't matter. Definitely check I'm it not, out. It is a part of history. I'm not familiar with this incident, so um, I'm definitely interested in the movie. You know, you hear about, when you think of civil rights, you hear about Mississippi, Alabama, and places like that. You really don't hear a lot about incidents up north. Right. And, you know, and these riots, of course, um, are famous within their own right because it's Detroit. You know, you have the L.A. riots. You know, you have the Detroit riots. You have so many things that did happen uh, as as far as people uprising. So this is part of that, you know, kind of legacy of of blacks, you know, trying to say, hey, we are important too. But, you know, that's what's trending. I'm Crystal Hickerson. Find out more headline and celebrity news at GetCrystallized.net. Make sure to subscribe to the newsletter and to follow us on Twitter at The Crystal Show and on Facebook at Get Crystallized Now. Back to you, Q.
thank you for that, Crystal. Um, now there's a lot going on from OJ getting out of jail for Usher spreading love in all the wrong ways. And <laughs> Poor Usher. It's, <laughs> <so> <laughs> <horrible>. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. A possible so church of Bieberism and there's so much going on. So much going on. So, but as far as Usher's concerned, I don't know. He might come up in one of my questions tonight because we are talking about sex. And uh, like I said, it's been a while since we've discussed it. And, you know, normally there's a certain theme to sex shows, but this time we're going to be a little more open, no pun intended. This episode will not just focus on um, sex. We'll talk about improving relationships. You know, there may be some fun things to spice up sex for some of you, you know, some of you willing to try new things. We'll talk about overcoming our lack of chemistry, sex after marriage. Is TV promoting unsafe sex, which could have influenced Usher? We don't, well, we don't know. Uh, so, but tonight's topic, we're discussing mashing, the horizontal mambo. All right, let me, all right, so let me go ahead. We'll keep things off. And um, Crystal, let me ask you this. Now, chemistry is very important when it comes to sex. Uh, uh, to a lot of people, it's the only thing that matters. Do you have sexual chemistry? But can you learn to be passionate with someone or learn to be passionate about someone, even though you didn't have chemistry to start the relationship? Oh, God. Okay. It's my policy to say no. But um, <laughs> I think that <laughs> if you – I think you can get to know someone and you learn more about who they are. Um, and I think your passion for that person can grow. And um, if it's done the right way and, you know, um, then I think that possibly you can uh, have a very loving relationship with that person. So it can happen, yeah. Okay, Buck, what do you think? Well, I mean, you know, that's is that's really a slippery slope. But can yeah, I think you can. That's what yeah, she. I mean, said. I think. I mean, sometimes you got to, you know, sometimes I mean, there may be some a different kind of chemistry at first, and it may take a little bit of time before you're, you know, sexually. You know the sexual chem- chemistry kicks in, so, but I think it can happen. Especially, I mean, if you share a lot of time together and do a lot of things together, you know, and then you know things start materializing as far as sexually goes. I think you know, you know, maybe put it to you like this: sometimes you know some relationships, depending on who you are, you may have to wait till you get to the sexual part. But then once it does happen, you know that that chemistry builds. So. Like maybe for the simple reason that you had to wait for it, and you know it was better than expected. So then the chemistry is there. So yeah, you know it can happen. Okay, okay. And um, I, I guess at any point, you know, people can be. Um, I, I guess the best way to put it is that you you have situations where. You start off a little rocky, but as you get to know each other, maybe things change. 
And I, if you truly fall in love with someone, maybe that's where that passion comes from. But I think a lot of people look for that immediate spark, like that, you know, that microwave type of relationship where, hey, it has to go down immediately or me and this person don't have chemistry and we can't work. And I think that goes a long way towards maintaining a good long-term sex life with the same partner. And Crystal, in your opinion, you know, someone who's been married before, um, do you think it's possible to have a good sex life with the same person for long-term or are, are, are humans just no longer capable of doing that? Oh, I think so. I, I think you can. I mean, it'll go in, you know, waves, you know, as I've heard people in very long relationships say they fall in and out of love with each other because um, there's a difference between being in love and loving someone. What? But, um, but <laughs> I think that you can definitely have that, and um, it's okay, but you have to understand that you um, you will fall in and out of love with them. It won't be the straight sex fest, you know, continuously, that it will, um, you know, you'll just be friends for a while, and then and then you will actually um, go back into the whole, you know, giddy, I just met him, or just, you know, kind of a thing. So I, mean, I think that's what happens. I think what happens with people is that they, as soon as that first wave goes down, then they go, oh, well, I guess I need to have sex with somebody else now. I guess I need to cheat or whatever. Um, instead of just, you know, just holding out, wait a minute, you know, for it to start up again. So. Okay, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people are quick to just rush out and uh, move on to the next big thing. But um, let, let, let me let me look at this from a little more of an emotional side. Buck, in your opinion, do you think some people – look at sex like they use sex to feel needed? I, I think they do. Um, and it really, you know, sometimes, it, but, you know, it seems like, you know, they almost, they do that just to kind of lure you in because maybe, you know, maybe they are only attracted to you or whatnot. And, you know, the other ways that they're trying to attract you are not working. So, you know, they tend to push the sex a little bit, a little bit more, um, you know, and they're always, you know, hinting and, you know, talking about sexual things and things of that nature, maybe because they're not getting it at home or whatever, or they just lonely or what have you. Um, you know, so they're using sex where they think that's the only way that they can keep you interested in them, so to speak, because maybe you're not really into them and you're into somebody else and they're trying to lure you in, you know, and you know, that's a very good, very distinct possibility. Crystal, what do you think? Because, you know, I've heard people talk about how, um, and I can't remember what I saw this on, some documentary uh, I think it was about sex addicts, and because I wasn't sure if I believed there's a such thing as being addicted to sex or not. But they said it made them feel 
needed. And I remember um, T.I. once had a song when he said, uh, this young lady said, sometimes you just want to feel love, even if it's real love. You know, do you believe that some people use that for that emotional connection? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that is really the basis of a lot of horrible relationships or the basis of cheating a lot of times. And um, the reason why people have sex with others that they are not necessarily in relationships with or even want a relationship with, they just need to feel, you know, as you said, loved. I need to feel, you know, for that moment. I mean, because, you know, sex is, it is an addiction. It can, I think it really actually can be an addiction, even though it's kind of funny when people do have that addiction. But but it is real because of the fact that um, sex brings the uh, very same way as, you know, drugs do. It gives you a high, it gives you euphoria, um, and you want to feel that, you know, um, so, and being with another person heightens that euphoria. And because, you know, maybe you have an, an actual fantasy attached to it. Um, so, so yeah, I think a lot of people do that. I think you, I think you do it probably more so than not um, when it comes to sex. Because sex, of course, and making love is two completely different things. Um, so, but when it comes to sex, we just want that instant gratification. We will, we just want that feeling. We just want that fantasy. We just want whatever we can get a lot of times. And at that, for that moment, I love you right now. Right. Okay. 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 Three, four, seven, two, zero, two, zero, two, one, five is the number for those of you on hold place one. If you want to join the host queue, if you press one, that lets me know that you're ready to speak. All right, so but let's go. Let, let's let's switch it up a little bit and talk about after marriage. You know, they say the the biggest buzz kill when it comes to, to sex is wedding cake. But but is it normal for for a sex drive to decrease after a wedding? After a couple gets married. Well, I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, it really depends on the two individuals. I mean, sex is one thing that you have to keep fresh. Um, you don't want it to get stale. You don't want to do the same thing over and over again. You want to do it, and you know, I always like to say, you like, I like to do it throughout the house. Your house is your castle, so why not do it wherever you want to do it? Um, inside the house, outside the house, backyard, front yard, if you can get away with it. Um Different places. You've got to keep, um, it can't be just um, rendered just to the bedroom. It has to be in different places to keep it fresh and interesting. Um, and a lot of times in marriages, um, it gets stale because, you know, you've had a long day. You may have kids at home, things of that nature. You're trying to do it in between time. As soon as you get home, trying to get dinner cooked or, you know, do it before the kids get home or what have you. Or you get home or you work long hours and you get home, cook dinner, do homework, you know, you do it you know, do it real quick before you get bed get in bed or once you get in bed to go to sleep or whatnot and it's not really the best quality type set. So 
you really, you know, after marriage, you know, you have all those responsibilities. It's just not as good as it used to be. And that's the reason why we see a lot of this outside stuff going on, you know, outside the marriages and things of that nature because it doesn't stay or non-existent altogether. Um, but you have to work on it as a couple to make it fresh and interesting all the time um, instead of just, you know, the same stuff over and over again to where it gets stale and gets non-existent. So, you know, in any relationship, it doesn't have to necessarily be marriage. In any relationship, sex has to be something that constantly evolves um, so it'll be good every single time you have it. That's why I bring something enlightened every single time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But, but Crystal, I mean, I ask you the same question. I mean, that's a good response by Buck. I mean, but is it normal for it to decrease after after a marriage? I mean, is it? It seems to be something that, you know, of course, people have joked about for years. But, um, I mean, is it to be expected? Well, you know, I, I think it really depends on the couple. But what what's really happening is it's a change or a switch in the relationship. Um, you're going from a boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, where you've met and you've you know, had a great time, and then you meet the parents, and then, okay, now we're planning a wedding. Now, the planning a wedding depending on the couple, is usually a, it's a whirlwind kind of a thing. Um, some couples don't have sex until, you know, they stop having sex once they, you know, get engaged, and then they kind of just right. make it more heightened for the honeymoon. But even if they don't, I mean, it's just like this whole whirlwind of stuff. You've probably been too tired and crazy to even think about sex for a while. And, um, and then you finally, oh, we got married. Okay, great. This is over you know, and all of that. And so things have changed. Now you've changed your relationship. You've moved up a notch, you know, a huge notch in your relationship. So you have to, What I think what really happens at that point is not so much that you stop wanting to have sex with this person or, you know, their, their romance changes. I think what happens is you're thinking. Both of you are like, you're like in shock. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> You know, what the hell did I just do? And um, who is this person anyway? Um, and why are they living in my house? And why am I here? And, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. Oh, whatever. I mean, so your things have changed. And, okay, now I'm a, an adult, you know, kind of a thing for younger people. So, um, you know, so I think what's happening there is just it's kind of that getting over that hill of realizing who you are, realizing now that you're a wife or now that you're a husband, which are two of the most powerful words in any language, you know, wife, husband. And it changes who you are. Now you have a title, king, queen. You're, you know, you're completely different people now, truly. You, you've inherited a new family. So you're just trying to realize, you know, everything about yourself. And see, for me... This is where that foundation of friendship kicks in. And it's where the two of you can truly look at each other and talk and laugh and share what's happening with each other. And then you can start moving forward and you can relax. And, you know, that's where that true friendship, if you have it, really kicks in. You can, you can be there for each other. 
and then then you can move back move on and back into romance. But I, I think that's what happens, and I think when it doesn't, when it falls flat, is when you really don't have that foundation. You're like, who the fuck are you? Why am I here with you? And oh my god. <laughs> I get that, but I mean, so let, let me stick with you on this, Crystal, and I'll get back to Buck. But all right, so let's say you get to the point to where the sex has declined after marriage, um, and your spouse, you know, has resorted to, to masturbation. What do you do when your spouse prefers masturbation over having sex with you? I mean, at that point, do you need a counselor or, I mean, how do you handle that? That's so hilarious that people trip out over that because why in the hell did you stop having, stop masturbating in the first place? I mean, you still got to masturbate. I mean, you know, I, mean <laughs> I never stopped masturbating. What is that? <laughs> um, uh, you know, and I think maybe for women more so than men, I don't know, but um, sometimes we have orgasms, sometimes we don't, sometimes we finish each other, we finish ourselves off later, you know, but um, well, who stops? <laughs> but the, to me, to be jealous of a hand <laughs> or some sort of fantasy that you think your man or woman, I don't think men really have this problem, but I think it's more of a women issue where they have this jealousy of this fantasy um, that doesn't even exist. It's, it's psychotic, but that's just really, I guess, how women think. So, um, no, I don't think you need counseling. I think you just need to talk to each other um, and first of all, you need to talk to yourself. Why is it bothering me? I think the only time it would bother me is if the guy was masturbating right next to me. I'm like, go to the fucking bathroom. I mean, what do you think your man cave? Why do we spend thousands of dollars on your stupid man cave? He's staring you in the eyes. Get out of thing. Or you Across sleep, the... and then you wake up, and you hear Across... this, you know, beat, you know, hands beating beat shit. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Go downstairs. Go to the basement. Go in the basement like a respectable Oh, Lord. You know, and and get off to, you know, porno. I mean, like everybody else. I mean, why are you going to do it right there? That's just laziness. You know, it's it's totally disrespectful. So, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Staring at you with disdain. <laughs> this Ralph was fine, man. Between you and your hand, man. <laughs> Buck, what do you think, man? Do you think um what do you do if your spouse prefers masturbation over having sex with you? I mean, at that point, I mean you not worry about it and you know, at least they're not leaving the house and going somewhere else or how do you feel? Well, I mean, things, you know, if that starts happening, that something needs to, you know, something needs to change. I mean, it needs to change to where, you know, you kind of get it, you know, you reel it back in to your partner. Simply because you have to, um, like I said earlier, you got to keep things fresh. So this is something that you have to talk about. I think sex is something that you need to talk about with your with your partner, whoever that may be. Um that's something that you have to make sure you do. 
Oh, boy. I'm still cracking up on Chris. <laughs> I know. That was funny. <laughs> okay. Get it together, host. Get it together. All right. So, well, Crystal, you know, you know, at some point, if something does go wrong in a relationship or marriage, a lot of people resort to talking to their friends. Do you talk to your best friend or friends, because people have more than one best friend these days, do you talk to them about sex? And if so, how much information can you divulge? You know, do you want to talk when it's good? Do you want to talk when it's bad? Or can you share it all? Well, uh, I think for this answer, first you have to decide whether or not or, or clarify if your friend is really your friend. Because I hear a lot of people, especially women, mainly women, say, I can't, you're not supposed to talk too much about how great your guy is or how even how bad he is because the other person, your quote-unquote friend, they may decide, well, I want to get with him too or I, or I can show him how to be or what, you know. So you're always, like, thinking that this person is going to come after your man or whatever. Um, but I really think that if that was going to happen, it's going to happen anyway. It has, really has nothing to do with what you have said or not said. Um, I think you should be able to talk to your true friend about whatever's going on with you, whatever's bothering you, or whatever's making you feel good, you know. Because I, th- I know as, as a woman, I, we, you know, we tend to ask those questions. You know, well, how is it? How are you doing? I mean, um, what's going on? You know, you you look happy, so you must be must be good. You know, <laughs> how good is it, <laughs> or whatever? I mean, and a real friend is going to be able to confidently let you know as much as they want to. I mean, you know, you don't have to go into detail. I mean, I don't think any true friend when they ask you how things going, they want. Specifics. I just want to know that you're okay and that you're enjoying yourself and that you're happy and that, um, you know, whatever else is going on and vice versa. If you're feeling bad, then I want to know that. I want to know, but I want to know how it's affecting you. Not so much as, you know, whether or not he's swinging from chandeliers or wants it up the ass like on that horrible picture that I still haven't gotten out of my head and talking to you fucking group. Um, but anyways, as long as there's nothing like that, if there's something like that, then I probably have to get up and walk away. But, um, I think, and take her with me, but I, I, I really do think that true friends can, can talk to each other about whatever. I really, I don't think that a real friend would take this information and turn it around as to how they can come at a person or, you know, decide, okay, I'm going to cheat with him too because I'm just i so in love with what she's saying about this guy that i got to have right. him. You know, that's, just, that's not a friend. It was never your friend, and that's just insane because there is a girl code. It's like this old be a guy code, you know. You, you Girls do. have a code. For me, if my girlfriend is married in love or whatever, with a guy, it could be even could be her ex. 
he is immediately unattractive to me. You know, I mean, I'm told, I'm, just, I'm not into him. You know, because and first of all, because I know all these horrible things that he may have done to her, or even good things, because she feels good. So I want her to continue to feel good. So why would I fuck that up if I was really her friend? So. All right, makes sense to me. And Buck, what do you think, man? Uh, what information do you divulge with your, with your friend? I mean, how much information can you share? I have to co-sign with what Crystal said. I mean, if you have somebody that you know that you can divide in, that you trust, then you can you know you can roll with that, and they won't use that information, you know, to benefit them. So I, I'm just going to like co-sign off of what. Crystal said that just totally makes sense. Um, everybody has, I think, one or two people that they can, you know, confide in when it comes to pretty much anything. So, but yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were done. I thought yeah, I lost yeah. you. All right, so, um, yeah, I think, I think as a guy, you want it's okay to share, but you don't want to share to the point to where you're disrespecting your lady friend. You don't want your 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 friend to look at her a certain way when she walks in the room because of something you told him that she does, you know, or you know, have him watching her mouth because you told her she does. Tongue trick, tricks. Or I don't think you should be specific to the point to where she may be disrespected by, you know, a look or something. But um, sharing general information, I, I guess, is is normal for you know people who consider themselves friends. Uh, so, and I agree with Crystal that everyone should have a code, and once somebody dates someone, they become immediately a, a brother or a sister to you. you. You don't look at them in a lustful type of way, even if they decide to go their separate ways. It's just bad business to do that. So, all right. So, Crystal, let's kind of go back to what we got crystallized on earlier with Usher. Um, <laughs> I mean... When when I when I watch TV, like I don't know if you all watch the show um, Insecure or not, but uh, watch the show Insecure, and I mean when people and shows like it, when people just want to have sex, they just drop pants and they just go at it. There's usually not a condom involved or anything like that. So Crystal is TV promoting having unsafe sex. Of all the, of their condomless sex scenes, no, that has nothing to do with the TV. Um, that just has to do with the fact that people are lazy and they just want to have sex and they just want to do it now. They want to feel skin to skin, um, and so they don't. You know, they just think, okay, well, he looks like he took a shower, so therefore he must be clean, wow. uh, <laughs> and vice versa. So you just you just roll the dice and you take your chances, <laughs> um, and you hopefully you know you won't crap out. Yeah. Uh, 
But, you know, I think that basically when it comes to relationships um, or sex and things like that, you should always be protected. Um, and, you know, even if you're married, I, I know a lot of people are like, well, if we're married or we're committed in a relationship, then I don't have to use a condom. Well, <laughs> I don't know. There's always those nights, you know, where someone is, nobody's looking around, you know, so you go ahead and do it, and then the next thing you know, you know, you got herpes. Mm. Huh. Um, but <laughs> 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 is TV promoting having unsafe sex? You know, saying that broke I don't think so. I, I think I think it's a choice by the individual. Um, you know, you you realize you know what you're doing when you when you're out there. So, you know, it's a choice. You know, if when when you get out there starting, you know, have sex, and these are things. I mean, you have to know exactly what you're doing and what type of pe- you know what type of person that you're dealing with. Um, it, it's you know. You know when you're out at the club or what have you, and you're out there on the hunt, and you meet this girl. You don't know know her from any um, or male or whoever you, you know, whoever your, you know, whatever your gender calls for. You know what you're getting yourself into, so you know you got to have some sort of protection out there because, especially in today's time, because it's it's wide open out there. It ain't like the good old days. You just get a shot, you know, shot a penicillin and it clears right up. It just, it just don't happen that way anymore. So you got to know exactly what you're doing. Um, otherwise, you know, you you know, you're playing Russian Russian roulette with your life, and, that, and that's something that you have to really take in consideration when you're out there. Because it ain't you know it ain't like the good old days when you had just a couple of little diseases and things, and you just go ahead and get it cleared up and be done with it. You know, you're being in a usher type situation. So you got to know exactly what you're doing out there. Mm-hmm. Doggone Usher. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, so I think that, you know, when it comes to TV, art does imitate life. And I think a majority of people are having unsafe sex. Um, especially when you think about, I mean, think about how many babies are being born. I mean, babies are being born left and right. So I, I just... Refuse to believe that it's all from condoms breaking. You know, I, I just don't believe that. I mean, people are just like Crystal said; they're lazy. They want to do it, and they just do it. You know, and hope that nothing happens. Hope that they have a good pullout game or, or whatever that situation is. And man, let me tell you, at least like Crystal says, rolling the dice. You know, you're rolling, rolling the dice in so many ways and things of that nature. So, um. All right, a few more questions, and we'll we'll get ready to wrap things up. And these are just three kind of random questions that uh, one of them actually came from uh, someone in the group who inboxed me and just thought it would be fun to ask. Another one came from a meme that's been posted in the um, T2Q group on Facebook. And, Crystal, I'll, I'll start with you. What is something that would make you stop? In the middle of sex. <laughs> oh wow! Stop 
Well, um, I guess we call somebody else's name, um, especially if it was a guy. Name. Oh. Um, Oh, <laughs> um, yeah! If he's yeah. been with you, Crystal, he goes, "Oh, Robert." <laughs> right. <laughs> that is a great reason for getting up. That's that's a get all the way up. It's about to be a roll out. Point, we have two things to discuss. Why did you cheat? And who is Robert? No, no, we have nothing else to discuss after that. Um, there ain't no discussion. It's time to bounce. You're right. I, I don't know. I go, what would make you stop? I guess if someone enters a room, um, um, that would make me want to stop. Um, Hold on for a second, Chris. I'm sorry. Hold on for a second. Not me. <laughs> to all of my listeners out there, if any of you have had a significant other call a same sex's name in bed by mistake, please call in. Three four seven zero zero two one five. That's a whole show right there. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I guess if someone else um, came into the room, and also if, for whatever reason, um, his penis went limp, <laughs> that would cause me to stop. But. Um, because that doesn't happen with women who continue to fake it forever. But guys can't really fake it, per se. Um, so, yeah, if his, if his penis went limp, I guess I would have to stop. I mean, Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, those are my things. Yeah, all right. Hilarious. But... What about you, man? I mean, uh, what can make you stop in the middle of sex? Well, I can I can only talk as far as experience goes, and I'm gonna use my ex wife. Unfortunately, is a example. Oh lord, she's gonna um, sue um, <laughs> um, no, she won't. She ain't listening. Um, <laughs> She was she was one that was a heavy drinker. She still is to this day. Um, you, you know, at certain times of the week. So she was one that would, you know, she would use alcohol, I guess, to get her in the mood. And, and there, there are people out there that, that do that. But um, she could get too intoxicated where she really just wasn't paying attention the way she should. If that makes sense. And it was actually a turn off and not a turn on. So she wasn't paying attention. Well, it just you know, when you're too drunk, you you really can't initiate. You really can't do things the proper way when you when you're drunk, when you're just super drunk. And, okay. And it just for me, it was a turn off. It just made me just like you know what. Well, why don't we wait till you show up a little bit, and then we can get down, you know? Because it just it just wasn't it just wasn't something that I would get into, you know. I'm already sleep to begin with, and I don't mind waking up in the middle of the night if you come in there and jump on top of me. I have no problem with that. But when you're heavily intoxicated and come in there, and you're really not doing what you you know, it's not the same as if you were to sober. If that makes sense. Okay. All right. 
And so I I don't know. I I guess something that would make me stop in the middle. I guess if she passed gas and that was bad <laughs> enough. I can see yeah, well, I mean what if, what if she had like chili? Uh that's no one can gas ain't gonna stop her. I know. I, I, know. I, I mean, it's it really bad. I, look, I'm just throwing stuff out there. I mean, you okay. know. Okay. Right. Or what if she thought she was just going to pass gas and it's worse? I mean, but well, I guess yeah, that would stop you. <laughs> yeah, that would make it that make anybody stop right there, brother. I know. I mean, what? <laughs> These Lord, are just scenarios just, that we just never heard of. <laughs> I'm just trying to throw some throw some some reasons out here. That's all. Ooh, that's a bad one right here. Here. Definitely, <laughs> if you um, call someone else's name, then yeah, that, that's going to be a problem. Uh, what else? Yeah, someone walking in the room. Could be an issue, especially if you live alone. That could be a big issue. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel about animals? How do you feel about animals? Um, I've heard of people that say that they'll have like their little house pets in the room, a dog or a cat or something like that. I've never experienced that, but you all feel comfortable with animals in the room? No, no. absolutely not. No, yeah, I wouldn't. No either. animals in the room, but no, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want to, you know, some dog looking at me and talking about, yeah, yeah, you know they named that style after me, right? I just, I don't want that type of pressure. I don't want that type of pressure. So. Yeah. I'm just bigger than yours. Yeah. I had to lock the door and deal with him scratching at the door, I guess. So, all right. So, you know, uh, let's talk about let's move into technology for a second. Now we're not very far away from a fully autonomous car. Cars that will drive us around. Already cars, but um, you have cars that can drive. My brother got to test drive a car out in Dallas recently, where he, you know, and he was able to film this. He took his hands off the steering wheel, and the car was staying in the lane and. Maintain, maintaining a certain distance behind the car in front of it, and it was essentially driving. So we're probably just maybe five years away from that being something normal. Would you all have sex in a fully autonomous car, a car that's self-driving? Is that something you think that will, that, that will happen in your lifetime? Mm. Either one of you. I mean, I would. Why not? Because it can wreck and kill you. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if I trust it is things, it, it, it is what it is. I what mean, is if you get out there and you, you're riding around, you riding around, I mean, think about it. 
all the dumb stuff we did when we were kids anyway, we're already doing stupid shit it's behind the wheel in the first place. And it's not like, you know, I don't want to put too much out there, but, I mean, it's not like it hadn't happened before. But the bottom line of it is, is that, shoot, if the car is driving itself and it ain't going to tear up nothing, why not? Just go ahead and just bust it on out right there, out there on the interstate and keep going. At least, you, at least now you ain't got to pull off. I mean, a great job. I mean, a great show for the truck drivers, I guess. But, Chris, you said you'd you be down with it too, yeah. huh? Hell yeah. Fuck it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, if I'm going to have sex in the car, um, it's better to have sex with a autonomous driver, just the car by itself, as opposed to an actual chauffeur, which a lot of people do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that would be even better. You're really alone, unless yeah, it's filming you, which it probably is. <laughs> if it was an Uber car, it probably would be. Uh, and speaking yeah. of Uber, they had a uh, a situation just recently where one of their drivers picked up a hooker and had the hooker in the front seat and had a customer in the back. And the customer thought that the hooker was just like, you know, family or something. And while the guy was driving, the hooker was giving him um, a blowjob, you know, and this yeah. guy's in the back seat. You know, and he what? told the guy to drop him off because he didn't want to wreck. But uh, so there's an issue going on with that with Uber. That's some shit. But if That's he crazy. Had, That's totally disgusting. If he would have had a self-driving car. All he had to do was lean the seat back. He'd have been good. Yeah, right. <laughs> but all right, <laughs> last one, and this is about. Um, this is concerning your health. Okay. Oh, a different type of health. And look, let me ask you this. If, God forbid, well, I won't say you. We'll just say if a person had a heart attack during sex, do you think that would de- deter that person from ever having sex again in the future? I don't think so. Um Ironically, this is this is actually this is something that I actually did not see personally, but it happened at a place where I was working. Um, there was a guy that um, was he had a lady friend at a hotel where I used to work, and um, she happened to have a heart attack. Brought her she did. Sex and she died. She died. Oh wow. Yeah, um, it happened when I worked over at the hotel back in Mississippi. And, um, of course, you know, the police questioned them and whatnot, and, you know, they did their little report, and, you know, I was, she had a heart attack. I mean, she just didn't know she had congestive heart failure, you know, just one of those deals. Um, he said it wasn't – he said down the next day that we talked to him, he said it wasn't going to deter him from having sex. But he said he probably wouldn't do it for a while since, you know, it happened to him. But, you know, it depends on the individual whether it would deter you or not. You know, really, that's what it would boil down to. Crystal, what do you think? Is something that would uh, make you think twice? Well, I think that would make me think twice about a lot of things. I mean, I don't know. I mean... I would definitely um, have to take some time to process what just happened to me. Um, 
yeah, I mean, it would it would take a minute. It really would before I would even want to have sex because every time I did, I would be thinking about this guy on top of me who was essentially becoming a dead body on top of me. Um, so, yeah, that I don't know. I, I don't know if I could do it. I don't know. It, it would, I may need counseling. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. It would take a minute for me to get back on the side. Yeah, that would definitely be a horrible situation that um, I would not wish on anyone. Um, the heart attack, person having a heart attack or the person who's underneath them um, or above them. But, uh, I mean, doctors say, and this is just an article I read recently, doctors say that like less than 1% of people that have heart attacks within an hour of sex, um, that it was caused by the the sex itself or the excitement behind the sex itself. So doctors say it's really nothing you should have to just worry about um, unless you've already unless you've been limited in all uh, physical activities. But uh, I, I guess it is something. And that that it needs to be, you know, of course, that everyone's going to think about. I mean, regardless if it's an hour before, an hour after, or during, you're going to think about the last strenuous thing you did or something that got you amped up, and it's going to make you wonder if there's something you need to do again or if you need to um, take it slow and call it quits or, I don't well, Lord, how can you call it quits to sex? That don't even sound right. No. But, uh, <laughs> Okay. But in any event, doctors say you don't necessarily have to give it up. All right. You don't necessarily have to give it up, so don't have to quit. All right. Go ahead and get ready to wrap things up. I see where um, R. Kelly hired Bill Cosby's lawyer. <laughs> Lord. Oh, well. We'll see where this goes. <laughs> and the adventures yeah. of the adventures of Robert Kelly. Wow. All right. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll have a little zone coverage. Talk a little football. Uh, some boxing this weekend. A big UFC fight this weekend, as well. So we'll have a little zone coverage tomorrow. Go for about an hour or so. And next week, we'll be back. And next week's topic, hmm, I don't know what the specific topic will be, but I do know there's one story I want to talk about, about restaurants, a trend now that some restaurants are limiting alcoholic beverages for parents who have kids with them at the restaurant. So if you have a child with you, they can limit you to one drink, alcoholic beverage or something. And it's kind of, I don't know. We'll yeah. get into that. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, of course, we will also get crystallized and talk about some other fun things next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. You can go to talktoq.com, sign up for my email newsletter. Please, matter of fact, I want my listeners to do Two things, okay, if you've never done it before, two things. 
Uh, one, go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for my email newsletter, so that way you'll know uh, what show's coming out, what we're going to discuss, when it's going to come on, and how you can listen, all that good stuff. Go to TalkToQ.com, sign up for the email newsletter. And the other thing I want you to do is go to iTunes and search for the Talk to Q radio show and do a review. I would love to have some new reviews on my show. Let me know what you think. Give me your feedback. Be honest. Be unbiased. Let me know there's something you don't like. Let me know what you do like. But in any event, it would help with the show's exposure, and it will help me know what needs to be done to give you what you want. So please go to iTunes and review the show if it's something that you have not. All right. Um, go to, well, hold on. Before we go to final thoughts, before we go to final thoughts, got someone's dragging in here a little late. 601 area code. The Minister of Sexual Affairs himself. Eminem. What's going on, man? What up, Q? What a radio world. What up, man? Oh, man. Blowing like the hey. wind, baby. <laughs> well, you virtually missed the entire show, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were late getting out of practice, man. We got a tournament this weekend, so we're trying to get a little extra in there. Plus, okay, I had to take okay. a bunch of kids home and stuff, so I never get to come straight home. <laughs> yeah, is it, is, it, is the tournament local, by the way? Yeah, it'll be a newer field, uh, Friday and Saturday, but uh, what I'll do, I'll, I'll share the post... Uh, Sometime late tonight on my timeline or whatever. All right, cool, cool. All right. And uh, so, well, I'll let them give their final thoughts, Eminem, and if you can piggyback off of something, you know, I'll let you do that. But, um, Crystal, I will start with you. Okay. Well, um, really good show. It was, uh, <laughs> I, I think that. Uh, like I was saying, all through the show, I was thinking about that picture you posted. It's horrible. Um, but I would like to say, you know, as I said earlier, you know, when it comes to relationships, sex, marriage, you know, whatever, fuck buddies, um, I think it, you really have to have the right partner. You have to have, you have to be compatible, sexually compatible, which um, sometimes we forget about that part. You know, sometimes I think we don't talk about things um, for afraid that maybe somebody would think we're a freak or maybe somebody would think we're a prude. Um, so, therefore, we don't we don't discuss what we're into, what we're not into. Uh, and we find this out way into the relationship, which is, which is horrible. And, um, and I think we should always do that. And like I said before, I think... When it comes with the with the highs and lows of a long term relationship, you have to have that friendship to fall back on. And if you don't have that, then it's just not going to work anyway. It's just not going to last because you're not always going to be this giddy um, honeymoon phase where you're just totally in love and all that kind of stuff. It's just not it's not reality, and it's just not going to happen. But it doesn't mean is because you're not feeling that way that you have to go and run and get a divorce or run and find somebody new. It just means that you have to um, you have to know why you're together. And, and you're together hopefully more than just because you like having sex with somebody. I mean, so what? That's, 
I mean, I like having sex with a lot of people. I don't marry everybody. So <laughs> that's crazy. So anyway, um, good show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, um, oh, good to hear Buck in, in Q. And uh, I'm glad Eminem came in. Uh, but, um, but anyway, um, I look forward to next week. Thank you very much, man. And Buck? Yeah, I mean, you know, the main thing that you have to understand and realize when, you know, you're dealing with, you know, sex and dealing with the person that you're having sex with, you know, you, you got to keep it fresh, but also you want to make sure you, you know, keep things, keeping not only keeping things fresh, but you have to make sure that you talk about it. And, you know, th- I think those things are very, very much key. You know, it's communication, basically, um, to make sure that, you know, it doesn't get stale, it doesn't get old. Therefore, you won't have to resort to things outside of your relationship or outside of, you know, your marriage or whatever you have going on. Um, it's very essential. It's vital. I mean, it's too much. It's too much wild stuff that you can just get that you just can't get a shot for and, and take out. So, the main thing you have to realize and understand is, I mean, it's all right to go out and club, have a good time, and maybe meet somebody, but that don't mean take don't take their ass home because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Um, even you know, even if you're single, I mean, you got to really be careful out there and know what you, you know what you're doing. So. You know, therefore, you don't get none of this wild shit that's out there because, you know, it's almost like it's new, new stuff coming out there that don't wash off or you can't get a shot for almost every year. So, you know, you, know, you need to keep keep yourself. It ain't like good old days. So you got to make sure you keep yourself healthy, you know, protect yourself, you know, make sure it's, make sure it's wrapped before you tap and you're good to go. But a uh, great show. And looking forward to the next one. All right. Thank you very much. I'm just sitting here glancing at a video of some dumb kids who are um, who are at a movie theater. And, you know, people inside enjoying, enjoying the movie, and these dummies are filming themselves running across the hoods of cars, turning flips and dropping elbows on the hoods of cars, damaging vehicles outside the movie theater. And they're filming themselves doing it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. All right. Eminem, shut it down for me, man. We talked about, um, one of the things we talked about is TV promoting unsafe sex. We see a lot of people on TV and in the movies have sex, but ain't nobody got no condom. Uh, And we talked about how sex declines after marriage. Those are two topics right there that we discussed. Oh wow! Okay, that, that's that's pretty good ones. Uh, safe sex is okay. Looking at reality shows is not promoted, and that's where a lot of the influence is coming from over the last five years. You know, back in the nineties with the Real World, it seemed to be like more of a real setting. But now, you know, you have just a bunch of hoes sitting around drinking wine and shit like that, and. You know, people, you know, uh, basically going through each other's, you know, boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that that is a thing. Nobody's talking about the realities of certain things or whatever. Um, now, if that's influencing everything or not, I don't know. But I think it's more of a millennial thing, man. Like, 
you know, like, uh, well, this, this is, this is something that came out years ago, actually, this YOLO shit, where, like, you only live once. So that's kind of been, like, the M.O. of the last 10 years worth of high school graduates. So now that means nobody give a damn about a career, nobody give a damn about education, no guy about to give a damn about, you know, the, the after effects of something possibly from unprotected sex, you know, other than an uh, unwanted baby or some shit like that. So, yeah, uh-huh. man, so that, that's, uh, I, I really think it's not, uh, I really think it got off track because now when, when you go back and look at a TLC video, that actually looks funny because, you know, you had different, Groups subliminally giving these messages of, uh, you know, we, we were bombarded from like the mid 80s up to maybe the early mid 90s with say no to drugs and, you know, something about sex, you know, like protect yourself or, you know, uh, matter of fact, um, now I'm a smart dude, but honestly, I didn't know what the hell a prophylactic was until I heard, uh, I don't know which group this was. I don't know if it was Black Sheep, uh, Tribe Called Quest. I can't remember. But somebody, you know, like, because different rappers started saying it. But, you know, yeah. uh, you don't really hear, even in the rhymes, you don't even hear things regarding that. So, like, so, you know, I, I think it's just the guy way off with society as a whole, the advertising community, the entertainment community. Nobody's promoting safe sex, you know. I mean, you know, my thing is, you know, I, I mean, you know, like I say, man, in a in a in a different lifetime, you know, well, in a different, I ain't gonna say lifetime. Previously, like I say, no, I, I ain't I ain't selling no corrupted product. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, nah, 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 nah. You you ain't finna put shit in my girls, cause if you do that, I'm losing. You know, now I don't give a damn about them getting shit, but I don't want to lose no damn money. You see what I'm saying? But it, 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 it's like, think about it, man. You can be the baddest broad, just making a killing week after week, catching niggas, getting their checks on the 1st and 15th or whenever they get paid, and somebody say you going around throwing that flamethrower. Well, guess what? You're no longer marketable. You see what I'm saying? You got to stay marketable. So, you know, even for the people on the other side of the life, you know, you, you got to stay marketable. You don't want to be on a blind date and people saying, oh, shit, man, you know, you the one with that flamethrower, you know, because once you get that reputation, it's kind of hard to shake. Now, if you if you bad enough and your body's tight enough, well, you know, you know, it's just like everything else. When you like, well, like when you drop a, you know, piece of food on the floor, you know, you blow it, you know, bless it and uh, go ahead and eat it. So, so I guess the same concept, but for the, but for the motherfuckers who ain't quite, you know, all together like that, where well, you know, nah, you you get stuck with that stigma. But you know, the ones is bad, and you're like, yeah, you, you ain't gonna miss nothing. You know, it's just like, you know, shit, man, this bitch just has to burn me. But you know, but that's you know, that everybody ain't got it like that. So, so kids, if you listen to shit, you know, what I'm saying, wrap that shit up. You know, what I'm saying, wrap it up. You know, but uh, um. <laughs> Rap before you talk. <laughs> sex before marriage. No, no, I said before marriage. Uh, boring sex or whatever. Well, basically, it's like this. 
most of the people that suffer from that type of shit is people that was unequally yoked from the jump. You know, jokers that, uh, you know, like uh, like right now, like right now. If a chick that's 35 marry a dude that's, you know, 55, and don't get me wrong, you know, 55, you know, hey, shit, brother's getting down to 55. But at the same time, at some point, you know, you might out, you know, live him as far as certain certain things, and it might have not been a attractive thing from the start. See, most of the time it's attraction. It's just like anything else. You know what I'm saying? If you don't buy it, that means you don't want it. You know, that was my thing. You know, if, if you if you're willing to buy it, yeah, that means he's really attractive to you. You know, if you start talking about money and this motherfucker looking at you like, bitch, you ain't all that and stuff like that, well, hey, guess what? This ain't the dude for you. He likes you, but he's not crazy about you. You know what I'm saying? But if a nigga know that, you know, if all else fails, you know what I'm saying, he could go in his pocket and, and, and get your attention, well, shit, that means he really did. So nine times out of ten, that means he's extremely attracted to something about you, and it's probably going to be physical because if, the, if if you ain't had a conversation with the motherfucker, he don't know what the hell you're talking about. You could be dumb as rocks, you know what I'm saying? But um, so I think a lot of people just kind of got away from that. I think, you know, over the last 35-plus years, you know, it's all this shit about women being independent and, you know, uh, people telling their kids to choose wisely you know, get them an educated woman and all that. Yeah, all that shit is fine and good. But at the same time, <laughs> I tell anybody, man, you got to still look at this motherfucker. Yeah, I don't care if the bitch can read, you know, ten books in, 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 in Swahili, Russian, and Japanese mixed all up together. You know what I'm saying? If, if this motherfucker looking like Aunt Esther, then it's going to be some problems somewhere. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, so, you know, so I'm just saying, like, I, I just think that that a big part of sexual compatibility is based on that natural attraction, you know, that animal instinct. Y'all remember that old damn movie uh, was, uh, what's her name? Shit, that damn white girl. Uh, Goddamn, Sharon something. Sharon something. Basic instinct, you know, yeah, shit like that. Basic instinct, uh, uh, what's another one? Jungle fever. Uh, and, and this one, I know Crystal, remember, she's still on the phone, right? Um, yeah. She on it? Yeah. Detroit still on it? I mean, okay. Um, what's that damn movie, Crystal? It come on BET sometime. Uh, <laughs> that nails it down. The movie that comes on BET sometimes. Um, right, who's right, in right. It? It's about this damn professional <laughs> woman, and she, she, she got some kind of, I ain't saying she's an aphrodisiac, she's something. Being Mary Jane. No, hell no. Nah. No, nah, it's a movie. Oh, no, it's like not Being dic- Mary Jane? Dic- no, nah, it's Addiction or something. I think that's the name of oh. Addiction. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I don't think um. you know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway. Because, like, if you Google if you Google Addiction, I remember years, years back, like in the late 80s, it was a flick named that. But I don't know what Oh, I know popular. what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that was... Well, I don't know yeah, if that dude, was um, BET or if that was Showtime. Showtime. No, no, they, they, they might have originally aired on Showtime, but I remember seeing okay. on BET because yeah. one of the, the cats that was laying the chick was an artist, 
And that yeah, kind of I, funny. I, I remember what I remember. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, I, I knew. I, I, I knew it. But I'm just saying, you know, it was that natural animal instinct that words can't describe. You know, just like a uh, a dude being in high school and shit. You know, you got some girls that walk by, you're like, man, you know, man, I need to get her number. And then you got other girls, like, shit, man, you. You 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 glance at it two or three times, man. Shit, that wood already standing up. You like shit. You you like God damn, man. Why what are these damn jogging pants today? You know that type of shit. So, <laughs> you, so like, you get a, the movie's called Addicted. Is it's a Zane? It's based on a Zane book. Zane book. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. if 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 y'all even even if you don't watch the movie, you just peep the trailer out or whatever. You know, clearly this chick, I think she was married or engaged or something, but, and the guy was professional. This wasn't no project move where everybody's struggling and the chick fucking niggas just to try to make ends meet. I mean, it was like one of them things like where I guess it was just an attraction. Uh, same way with, uh, now I, I, you know, I didn't grow up, I wasn't no dude that's watched soap operas and stuff like that, but, you know, I'm kind of familiar with them, but I remember. An episode I never forget of Another World. They had this dude, he was a congressman, and they caught this motherfucker with some chick that lived in a trailer park named Charlie. Man, that dude was so crazy about her, man. It's like, you know, when you're a young dude, you can't understand, like, certain scripts and movies because I was used to seeing people attracted to people like, you know, Morgan Fairchild and stuff like that. This motherfucker looked all kind of homely and fucked up and, Shit like that, and then he was a congressman and stuff like that. But man, she put she must have had that whippersnapper, man. So that's what I'm saying, you know. You know, dick whip, pussy whip. That's the kind of shit that 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 makes longevity, you know. Now, the odds of somebody actually long term dating or marrying somebody that got on whip, well, that's probably a few in between. But that's it's like hitting a crack pipe for the first time. Now, goddamn it, I ain't never did that. But I'm just saying, this is what I'm hearing. That you always gonna be in search of that first high. So I think if a chick got dick with hard, like in high school or something like that, you know, uh, she's gonna be really searching. Same way with a dude, you know. I think of a nigga. Uh, I know the dude, man. A cat. Uh, I think my freshman year in college, motherfucker from Toledo. Man, this nigga was, you know, knocking off chicks left and right. And uh, he didn't have a car, so he asked me, could I scoop him up from a broad house? I said, yeah, man, you got me on, on the gas. I'm good. I went and picked this motherfucker up. Man, I swear, this is absolutely no exaggeration. The chick had to be about 15 years older than him. She had a bunch of damn kids. Her titties were so big and saggy, man, the shit was down to her baseline. I didn't even say nothing. He just looked at how I was looking. He said, man, I know, man, I know, I know. But, man, I promise to God, that's the best pussy I ever had in my life, you know. So, uh, I've actually, you know, wow, you know, I've seen this shit, man. I did that for your own good, bro. <laughs> How does he remember this stuff? That's what I want. I don't know. How in the world? I don't know how. I was so shocked. 
crying in the background. I'm trying not to laugh and trying to be, you know, because he hitting some points out there. I mean, he made a lot of sense. I mean, so, man, like I'm I said, I know y'all don't know here. this dude I'm talking about, but I'm not calling this dude Denzel or LL, but he was kind of like a, a poor man version of that. Like, this dude was not hurting for nice-looking women, and he was going through them. So to see him with just, I mean, God damn. I'm talking about like, man, that would be the only word to even subscribe this. I mean, this chick was hurt, man. And she had a bunch of damn kids, and it's like words can't even describe it. But I'm saying, man, this dude was crazy. You know, now, honestly, I don't know how he ended up even meeting her because this is nobody that he would probably even solicit, you know. But, uh, but, uh, but, you know, but, you know, I I guess people out there and talk to Q Radio Land sitting up here saying, well, hey, you know, well, uh, you know, you know, you nigga, you talking about all these other people? You must be putting now. Nah, nah, I ain't never been been whipped. Now I've been crazy. You like uh, not not crazy like obsessed crazy, but just like uh, one of them dudes that like you know you see somebody be like, God damn man, I don't know who that is, but man, man, I got to find out who this broad is. God damn, you know. But it's okay. all okay. You're shit. supposed to say. That's a, you've only been whipped once, and that was your wife. That's what you're supposed to say. God. That's like, you know, marriage one-on-one. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. But Too late. just hypothetically speaking, you know, um, yeah, man. I mean, shit, you see all kind of shit up in these damn Motherfuckers, man, it's just like, that's why uh, once a guy get past a certain age, it ain't good for him to go to no damn strip club. Now, I'm I'm not denouncing that, but I'm just saying. And the reason why is because half of the time, you know, you're going to come across something that really catch your eye, and you're going to end up spending way more money than what you can actually afford. So that's what I'm saying. You can tell when somebody has like an animal attraction. It's different. See, an animal attraction has you acting like an animal, you know. All you saying is, oh, oh, shit, you know, stuff like that, you know. But um, um, but women is different, you know. <laughs> you know, you know, women, they trying to survive and shit like that, but deep down, you know, you know what I'm saying, they, they you know, they, they run from that dick. They, they know what the real dick is. You see what I'm saying? See, that's why you got these cougars. You see what I'm saying? Stella got a groove back. You know, they 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 want a young stud, but they want somebody that's kind of you know green behind the ears. Shit, motherfucker don't know nothing. So when he put that dick on, he don't he can't really just fuck him up. You know. But the uh, but uh but uh, old nigga that's slanging that dick right. I'm, I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. I promise. But an old nigga that's slanging that dick right, see, he going to fuck you up. He going to have your life insurance policy fucked all up. You know, <laughs> you know the business that you was going to open up, you end up saying, well, shit, man, damn, I can go ahead and help you pursue your goals. See, that she run from that type of shit. But she know this young motherfucker don't think like that, you know. Yeah, he knocking it out of the box, but the, but the nigga, he ain't got, he ain't got nothing that's going to fuck you up. But that old dude, he going to fuck you up, see. 
Yeah, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> I, I have no idea He's what just happened. He's taking it to the next level, bro. He's taking it to the next level. I'm not even sure what the show was about. Well, I mean, I understand. I can I can kind of decipher a little bit of this because some there is some truth to it, to what he's saying. Um, you know, it just depends. I mean, you all know. I mean, there's some freaky tales out there for everybody. You know, so it, it is what it is. I mean, it it doesn't matter whether you're in the hood. It doesn't matter whether you're in the suburbs. It doesn't matter when you're in the city or in the country for that matter. There's always something, for, you know. You know, everybody got to get their freaking on some kind of way. And, uh, you know, he just telling it from, from the hood, hood side of things. But it does make a lot of – it does have a lot of validity because it's out there. I mean, it's a perfect example. Look at all the teachers that are getting caught fucking, these damn students. Now, mm-hmm. we were going to uh, – look at all these – and it's not like they, this is the first time this shit has happened. There were people fucking, fucking damn – Teaching fucking damn kids back in the day, just people kept their damn mouth shut, and what it was. That way, the teacher keep a job, keep her job or whatnot, and you know everything is gone. But you know nowadays, you know these motherfuckers want to get on social media and say, "Hey man, I fuck this person, I fuck that person." That's how they get shit caught. It's not like it hasn't been happening. This shit been going on for centuries. Yeah. Don't get it. You know how you know how attractive some of them have been too. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, some of the women is like they don't look just somebody that's you know hard up for a man. You know, some of them are very attractive. Oh yeah. You know, no but, but see, that's what happens when you with a nigga that, that, that that's petting them too much. You know what I'm saying? You got to treat a bitch like a rubber band. You know what I'm saying? You got to push it to a limit, then let her come back. But um, you know, but um, uh, uh, <laughs> that's how you keep her interested. But um. Oh, man. He's like a little man. I ain't never heard of yeah, yeah. like that. You don't screw. Screwing is cool. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me wrap this up. This is got no, keep, you keep it going, man, because this shit get this shit wide open, man. We going, we going all out. Damn, damn, damn. You got to keep your ass up tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> Him and him got here. He, got, he he taking it off the rails and putting it back on yeah. at the same damn time. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I dropped too much knowledge on these young guys, man. They gonna have to they gonna have to start sending money in. Like a uh, remember how like uh, what's this motherfucker used to come on on BT at ten thirty, Peter pop off or something. They had like the prayer yeah. rags and all this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, Peter pop off. All right, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think. Uh, oh, my. now this is true food for thought, and I promise I'm I promise I'm through. Well, you know, now, I, I don't know why, but I'm just interested to hear. Go ahead. Okay, I was kind of <laughs> thinking about for days ago, like a hero, and I was like, man, who would be a you know? I like the Hulk was like my ultimate hero as a as a young kid. Then as I got older, you know, I really looked up to uh, Fred Williamson character on Black Season and stuff like that, and you know. Uh, Rudy Ray Moore and Dolomite, but I said, man, yep. now who would be somebody I would like look up to? And of all people, of all people, it's like you know shit like Michael Jordan and and uh, Adrian Peterson, cats like that seem to 
you know, they, they didn't even cross my mind. It's just like, I'm sitting up there like, damn. You know, I ain't, you know, tripping or nothing like that. But I said, man, man, what would it like be like to be Tiger Woods? They said this motherfucker jerked off like 18 times a day. I'm like, man, this nigga got Viagra in his veins, man. I'm Is like, that what's wrong with his back? I mean, number one, if you a billionaire, why in the hell are you jacking off at 18 times? Man, I would try to set the uh, Will Chamberlain record. Man, fuck that. Well, you know the 18 Shit. holes on a golf there's 18 holes on a golf course. <laughs> I'm just trying to find a correlation, man. I know, right? <laughs> so. Birdie on 18. Proud Mary, keep on. I, just, I mean, I, I, the whole Tiger Woods thing I'll never figure out because, I mean, Tiger was basically having sex with women that I could pull. Okay, so that's why I can't figure it out, or whatever. It's like, dude, you should have had a, a, you know, total different upper echelon of of, of right. women that you're dealing with, but you're dealing with these minimum wage women, you know, and. uh yeah, I think he truly maybe he did have an, um, a sickness, you know. So uh, we talked about sex addiction um, briefly, and Crystal says she believes in it. And I guess Tiger is the proof that um, it can I mean, happen. But, but I know I heard D.L. Hugo say, you know, and I kind of like on the same way as him was like, like, damn, that's any man, really, if he can get it. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, Tiger. You know, maybe maybe it was some. You know, some some of these things date back to some of the things he may have liked back when he was a kid. Maybe this is the type of woman women he's always been attracted to. And we just don't know that. You know, maybe you know maybe he you know maybe the first time he got some was from one of these damn girls at Waffle House or you know Huddle House and one of them damn places where the fuck he was going. So. You know, maybe he's maybe it's a flashback to, you know, now that he got all this money, now he can go to these damn places. Now, you know, he's trying to get – sometimes, you know, sometimes you get stuck in that rut where you want to get that same feeling you had with that one that really kind of, you know, rocked the world there. And maybe, Yeah, but you know, the thing about it is, like, dude, you got money now. You ain't just some, you know, kid living off uh, uh, tax – I mean, I uh, 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 through the refund, a loan refund at Stanford, shit, man. You, yeah, you I, work down there for that. But, but see, the thing about it is, Tiger ain't thinking about all that. The only thing he's thinking about is that feeling on his dick with that with that girl at Waffle House. That's the only thing that motherfucker was thinking about. <laughs> so, a web, a, a Dollar General, or web, you know, Family Dollar, wherever these meet these damn hoes. But I'm know, like, just, that's just that's just the way it is. You know, he's probably taking these motherfuckers right outside the building and knocking them off or meeting them at the hotel or whatever. He wants I mean, that shit, same. I mean. he, he wanted that same feeling he he had that very first time or the second time or whatever time it was that made him feel that great. And he was trying to get that. And, I, you know, and there are motherfuckers out there that get stuck in that, in that rut like that, and they want to get that same feeling. 
And you got to understand and realize you're not going to get that same feeling with that you have with that same person. You got to spice the variety of life. But, you know, once you're married, you know, the spice you need to be having is with your wife, not with the girl down at the whole house. So, it's funny. <laughs> Man, man, man. Yeah, that boy he 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 needed uh you know they they you know they 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 sheltered him way too much because see that's a uh, Tiger Woods and Michael Jackson and and uh, I know Prince dynamic was a little different but you know I'm just yeah. like shit these dudes was sheltered or something something didn't quite go right because I'm saying when you got money you supposed to be like Dion Tyson. Uh, Michael Irvin, uh, uh, Pac-Man Jones. I mean, if you fuck up, you kind of started, you're supposed to be kind of fucking up the way the average dude would fuck up. But you don't let no people get in your head and you start doing weird shit and all that kind of stuff, man. You know, I mean, most dudes going to be like, shit, man, I'm going to start a damn harem or something almost. But, you know, with that kind of money, man, shit, man, this dude can do like Mike Tyson did at that damn Pageant in Indiana, you can grabbing all the chicks' ass, and they laughing and shit. I mean, you know, because you got that status, you know. Or he can do like R. Kelly yeah. and just keep a dungeon full of women. Stand <laughs> uh, <laughs> on there, you know, I go oh, ahead he and do like I've been joking. Right. And I appreciate y'all coming. I uh, appreciate you getting in, Eminem. Uh, we'll go ahead and shut this thing down. But uh, go to talktheq.com. Sign up for the email newsletter and uh, keep up with upcoming shows. Uh, and also be sure to you know visit getcrystallized.net. Keep up with what's trending out there. And I hope that everyone has a good week. Zone coverage tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. And we'll be back next week with more Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Just like a conversation at a bar amongst friends, you know, sit around chatting and just come on in. If you're brave enough, press one to join the discussion. Everyone have a good night. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Because you got a problem with me, you can have your phone up, baby. I don't care about it. What's y'all's business? Call it, go ahead. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Oh my god.